and welcome to a special one-on-one of the Supercoach Professionals going in-depth into head-to-head with Andrew Moldog Molinaroli tonight. Andrew, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How you doing? Good. Looking forward to talking some tactics and uh, getting deep into the analysis of uh, head-to-head, how to win a head-to-head league and exactly what your approach is in regards to that. Um, I guess this time of year, we, we, you know, we've probably changed our team 10 or 15 times, maybe more. Um, how do you go about sort of setting up your lineup for round one, even though we don't kick off in earnest to round four, but getting that 25 players uh, together for uh, before round one gets underway and the 40 trades begin? Mate, it's the, it's the old... Uh... Supercoach formula for me, it's to get the guns, the, the proven performers that you know who are going to perform. Uh, you know, people like Sam Burgess, now he's back. Just the people who are going to cost you a lot of money. You've got to feel you, you need some studs, you need some keepers throughout the whole year. They're the guys who are going to obviously score points. They're, they're priced that way for a reason because they're going to consistently score your points. And obviously, you've got to find the, the cheapies. I mean, we say it every week, you know, tune into our, follow us on Twitter and, and, and we'll. Tweet out the ins and outs of every week, and you know we'll uh, try and get those cheapies in there. So again, it's just about them making you money for potentially buying the good players at the end of the season. Just yeah, making money and getting the c- consistent performers. How much do you look at those real cheap players? The first time that Supercoach have gone down this path, with split up the non-players, one thirteen thousand from last year to the 133,000 so that played a game last year but you know, weren't impactful super coach wise how much do you revolve your, your, your cheaper players around those and, and how much do you look at value you know guys that maybe are around that 200,000 even up to anywhere close to 300,000 that you think you know you're projecting to do to do better um, how do you balance that or is it just literally cheapies and studs it's, it's, a, it's a fine line, but I mean, that's all, I try and I try and keep it studs cheapies. But I mean, you got to scour. You got I mean, some of your judgment has to come into it here. So you, you know, I, for me, I think Conrad Harrell is uh, severely underpriced. I know he's been a bit inconsistent, but when he does play, he scores a lot of points. So people like that who who you think are going to have a breakout year and who are severely underpriced. That's who you want to be going for. Um, again, the cheapies, people who you know are going to play uh, first grade this year, someone like a Jackson Hastings, he's, he's going to play 80 minutes this year. So, you know, he's going to make you some money. He wasn't a great earner last year just because he wasn't getting as much game time, but this year he will. Um, yeah, people like, like Ashley Taylor, you, everyone knows these people. You know, like, they're, they're going to get some game time. So your bench, you know, obviously you've got your starting 13, your four reserves, you've got eight guys there. Are they these sort of players? Or are you looking to extend it a bit further? Are you looking to get wins with some of these players and, and, and having other guys on your bench even more speculative guys that maybe aren't even picked in round one but, but that you liked from what you've seen from them last year in the under-20s, in the nines, all the trial games? Well, I, I, you see, that's, that's another tricky one. So with the... You, for me, you want someone on your bench who's always going to be playing, um, someone who's going to be at least making some money. So at least, you know, if they're, they're obviously not going to be keepers throughout the whole year. At least they're making some money. So when they eventually do, when you, you know, find a 
good time to sell them, they actually made you a little bit of money. So my, that's that's my philosophy. You know, you've got to try and at least have some guys on there that are on the park. You don't want someone just sitting there chewing up salary cap if they're not making any money or if they're not doing or making any points. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I guess I guess what it moves us to, you know, you, you've looked at your, your your team heading into round one, and as you said in our roundtable podcast on our on our tweets, other information we've put online there, www.supercoachpros.com, with all the preseason player pages, etc. That helps you, but make those decisions. But ultimately, as well, you've got player favourites, you've got guys that you like personally that you know, listen to this, thinking, you know, great, good good tactical knowledge, I still like this player, I still want that player to sort of meld in with these tactics. You've got your team, you're happy with that. Round one, you know, a couple of players overperform, maybe another player underperforms or falls victim to injury. Trades, they're so critical, obviously, in head-to-head, you know, but, but do you start using them straight away? Are you holding on to them how exactly are you using it? And I guess on the back of that, how much do you have to look already into round 12 when the buyers start hitting, or have you even done that before round one? Yeah, again, the, the, the trades, is, it's I like to hold on to them. As, uh, I just don't like wasting trades. You know, I, there was one year that I brought uh, James Graham from the Bulldogs, brought him in. He wasn't making me points, making me money. I got rid of him, and then he started peaking again, so I brought him. I just I hate – you need to sit on guys a little bit, but obviously it's a fine line with, um, you know, whether you're going to get rid of them or not because you just don't want to waste trades, especially head-to-head. Back end of the season, um, they become pretty scarce. I mean, you and I say around origin time, if you think you're going to win – you know, don't go blowing trades. You know, just gonna you know kind of sit back a little bit and 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 uh, and wait. So yeah, I, I like to try not to be too rash when it comes to trading people out. But some 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 guys need it. Um, yeah, it's it's again like you said, a fine line. It's interesting because you talked about making money, and obviously we're going to go into overall next week. We're going to do it on the Roundtable Podcast Show and another one-on-one with an expert. Uh, in that field, who's done you know top five finish in the first year of Supercoach, other top 100 finishes over the last number of years. It's a little bit different in regards to trades and making money. You still want to make that money in head-to-head, but maybe you're holding on to the trades a little bit more, looking at the matchups. When you get... When, I guess what I want to know is in those first few weeks where it's, it's, it's essential when, when you're going overall. You've got to be, you know, up near the the, the top. You, you can't afford to give too big a head start. And you're probably using up your trades. But in head-to-head, there's no games playing. You know, is that just... Is it just a waste or is it is still the same rules apply? You still want to make that money and you can worry about sort of later on at origin time where you might be able to fudge it a bit more? Yeah, like I said, it's... It- I like to have the people making money. Uh, obviously, they're not all going to make money, but if you if you're going to get a cheapie that's playing a lot of game, to, uh, a rookie that's playing a lot of game time, they're going to make you some money. So that's that's my philosophy. It's better to have them making a bit of money than no, than nothing. Um, I, I don't know. What, what do you reckon, Paul? Well, I guess the reason what, what I'm trying to get at you mentioned James Graham and. 
realistically, at some at some point in time, if you're not going for overall, if you're going for that head-to-head, or you've made a decision mid-season that, no, nah, I'm not going to make an overall, I'm going to just try to come first in my league, you're forming a nucleus. And, you, and James Graham might be a person you've decided to be in your nucleus. Maybe he's not quite at that level. Maybe you'd rather guys like Sam Burgess, uh, Paul Gallen, Corey Parker, Jonathan Thurston. But if these guys are going to lose money, I'm just wondering when, you know, do you make that move of, of, of trading them out? Because that it, it's such a big call. You could say, well, I, I could make, I could save myself 50 grand here because the break even so high. He's likely to go down 50 grand, one of those real stud players. Or I could keep him because I know I need him at the end of the year. Now, that I guess common sense in overall says, you know, do the thing that makes you the most money. But in head-to-head, it's a lot. there's a lot more room for flexibility, isn't there? And, and you don't want to sell yourself too short at the back end of the year when you've got to go into the Supercoach finals in your playoffs where you've run out of trades and the, your opponents might have a few up their sleeve. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the, um, the beauty of the head-to-head. I mean, you're not, if you're not going for overall points or whatever, you can afford to, you know, have your studs have an off week. And, and that's where the, the, the cheapies kind of come into it. So if, they, if you're going to lose 50, 50 grand on, you know, a Parker or a Gallon, hopefully you can get another 50 grand off someone like, a, like a Ashley Taylor or, or, or someone like that. Mm, and there's plenty of cheapies out there this year. It is very interesting, um, you know, looking at, at this year because of the, the, the cheapies are fullbacks, you know, halves, hookers, not as many in the other positions. It, it seems so. It, it's going to be a real. It's going to sort of that surgical precision, I think, to find the exact amount of cheapies, but still have that starting seventeen um, strong for you. And and again, head to head, you you are lucky. You've got. Ran fours when it kicks off, unless you've gone for the 12 team, the newer version of, of Supercoach Classic with the 12 team league, which starts in round one. If you're in the regular 20 team um, league, then you don't start kicking off to earnest until round four. So it does give you a bit of time to get it right. Um, I mentioned buys earlier. Is it something that you look at at the start of the, of the year? Already, um, round 12, I think it's the first buy, so there's plenty of time to get around to it. But with eight, eight teams off, you, you know, you don't, you, you're probably planning it even before a ball's been kicked in earnest. Well, I try to. I mean, you've heard me speak this many times before. I like the Kiwis and the Pommies. They, um, mm. they don't play Origin. And, I mean, I know they still have buys, but it's just a trade you don't have to worry about. Um, so with the head-to-head, it's just kind of one of those things in the bank and it's just yeah, a little bit easier can you put a number on it as far as origin players i mean obviously you've got those trades between rounds one and 12 you've got plenty of time to sort of manipulate um when you know who's going to be out for origin but but would you have a number at the start of the year you'd say no more than maybe five or six origin players would you have a number that you'd carry through origin would you carry a couple of players through or would you try to get rid of all of them I mean, I try. I, if I'm honest, I try not to have any. But when someone's irresistible, like a, uh, like a in irresistible form, like a Gallant, when he's scoring so many points and he's got good matchups, and you know, you just sometimes you just need to get him in at any cost, but and and just suffer later. Um, mm. But as a rule, like I said, I, I, I try to keep it as as, as less as possible because there are there are enough guys that don't play. If you if you know keeping an eye on it, and if you 
again, look at the matchups. It's it can be done. I suppose guys like Sean Fensom, you know, Jared yeah, Croker. Yeah, Jared Croker, that's right, yeah. Um, that. And then obviously, you, as you said before, your New Zealanders, your, um, you know, English players. Um, the buys are interesting this year. I think the Eels have got a have clearly the best um, buy schedule for Supercoach um, owners with rounds 13 and 16. No they play all three origins and they don't miss that round 19 game. It can sometimes trip you up where you've figured everything out for your origin games. The next thing you know, you're missing half a team because they're full of those four teams that are playing, um, that are on the buy in the, in the game after the last origin. That's right, yeah. Um, there's only two teams on buys in the game after the first origin and the game after the second origin. So that's a little bit tricky. Um, I mentioned on the, the roundtable podcast that's already on the website, www.supercoachpros.com, that you could go up to even maybe six Eels. It might be a bit much, but certainly five Eels players because their draw is so encouraging. And, of course, they won the nines. They've looked good in the in the trial against Penrith. Um, you know, do you try to mould your, your team you know, around a couple of, of, of clubs you like for, the, for, for this upcoming season? Or is it really a matter of spreading it out so you never can get caught. Yeah, I think you, you try and spread it out. I mean, you just pick the best available, don't you? I mean, what you got in front of you and what they've got in front of them, you know what I mean? So I try not to focus too much on one team, even though I do love the Warriors. I've said yeah. time and time again. But I really do think that this year there's going to be more than enough um, Supercoach studs this year, so it's, there's going to be a lot of point of difference. So it's really, it's really exciting, and I'm really, yeah, looking forward to seeing who's who's coming, going to come through, and if my uh, predictions are correct. Yeah, and I guess you know when you're looking at that nucleus that you're trying to form, maybe you're forming it. You know, is it post origin? Is that when you're now trying to say, oh, I've got to mould this team to get it into the playoffs and and beyond, or is it even before that you've got half your, your sort of um, studs assembled um, when when do you sort of you know finally, finally sculpt that that you're, you're heading into the, the home stretch I think you can't lock anything in until after Origin you just when all Origin settles then and you know intervention all that kind of stuff kind of settles down then everyone's back to full strength if they don't have injuries, obviously. Um, and then you can see how people are starting to travel and the guns start lifting because it's close to semi-finals, so you can really start getting a feel who's going to start scoring well. So, yeah, after, after Origin for me is when you can start splashing out on the on the players that you've been working towards all year. Mm. And it's interesting with that head-to-head. You don't really need to finish in the top two or three of your league, really. Fifth or sixth is quite... Is quite sufficient to make a run, isn't it, at, at that final? So you can wait. You know, you can you can drop a game or two here or there, as long as you know you don't. Your overall, you know, you wouldn't want to sort of drop a game or certainly drop points needlessly. But in head to head, you can, you know, an Origin game where you think, oh, I've got no chance. I'll just, I'll just flop it and I won't use any trades. Um, you, know, you can get away with that in head to head. Yeah, it's just it's about. Hats seeing what you've got and seeing your opponent and seeing your your players match ups that week and it's just yeah trying to 
trying to keep an eye on everything and just make an educated decision. A lot of leagues towards the end of that season that really comes down to point of differences. Is it something you take a lot of heat in at that time of year or is it a little bit overrated to be to be finding someone that no one else knows about when so much information that by that time of year is already out there? I mean, there's always going to be one that surprises you, isn't there? So, I mean, I, I think there's going to be a couple this year. I think there's going to be a couple of... Um, Lesser super coach players become studs this year, and I, I, I think there's going to be enough point of difference this year for it to be a real big factor. So again, like I said, it's pretty exciting, and um, just yeah, trying to predict it. Like I said, matchups and, and matchups. It's it's um. But, but yeah. what about when you do get to those last few rounds, and and you know the the information's he's, he's got that large body is it still something you're still searching for a point a new point of difference that no one's got or is it by that stage is it is overrated because you see it often at that time of year that you know all the writings on supercoach will be fine yeah, this guy could be a great pod you know this person and you just wonder if you, i i think sometimes pe- people are overreaching when you know you just just get your best 17 you get your best 9 or 20 players assembled and and you know take them on in a in a straight fight well, I mean, that, it only works when it works, isn't that right? You know, so it's it's good that if a point of difference comes up, but again, they're not they're a point of difference because they're not quite guns, if you know what I mean. If they're guns, they're in your team. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's just it's kind of just yeah. To me, it's not really a point of difference. It's like who do you think's going to score better this week because it's their matchup. So yeah. that's what you've got to try and do and. It's again having the trades and the money. If you want to bring, if if, if it's not a cheapie or, or just a mid-range player, if you think they're going to have a big week, and yeah, if you got seventeen or sixteen players that are the same, one guy he could win you the match. So you mentioned you know having the trades. Do you do you pick a number that you want to have available? Let's say going into rounds twenty, rounds twenty-one. Is there a, is there a figure? Is there a amount of trades that you need to have remaining at at that stage or you know, trying to balance it, you know, because obviously through the year, you, Origin sometimes you might have to use all four or you might have had an injury here or there where things caught you out, you've used one where maybe you might have preferred not to, other people didn't. Is there a magic number there that by Supercoach finals or by a couple of weeks before finals, this is how many trades I need to, to win the whole thing, to go through the finals undefeated? Oh, mate, it would be good to have... 10, wouldn't it? So it's, that's just under an average of two, two a week. Yeah. It's, yeah, like I, I got two two years ago, I was, I really learnt my lesson with this. So I, I was going crazy and I had, this, I had a great team and I was going to take out head-to-head, but then Marin got injured and I think Fafita got injured and someone else got suspended. And I was stuck with, uh, you know, a big chunk of my salary cap and having been able to move them on because... I didn't have any trades with like two weeks to go, so it's really frustrating, and that's that's the thing. So I really, really, really do like to hold on to my trades yeah. as long as possible in my head to head, just to yeah, just to uh, make sure I'm not stuck like that again. Because like I said, it's really frustrating. Well, um, that, that's it with money, isn't it? I mean, you talk about it getting towards the end, and you're thinking, "This is how much money. This is how much my salary cap is going to end up." But then a key player goes down. Suddenly, you've got a lot more money available, and you know maybe you didn't need to waste it on that guy that was mid-range. You could have just waited another week, 
saved another trade and then got another big name with the because you've you've had to give up a guy who's now out for the year. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I, I, I hold on to as many as I can. Get it, I get through Origin and then let all that settle and let the dust settle and yeah, make my run from from Origin. Obviously. I am making trades. I'm not, I'm not setting my team now and just forgetting about it. I'm just, mm. you know, trying to pick them a bit wiser and, you know, having a bit more faith in some guns and, and, and just letting my cash cows kind of just come in a little bit rather than getting rid of them as soon as they make a, a, a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great advice, Andrew. And, you know, if whether you, this is your first year or second year at the head or whether you've been doing it for a number of years, I think... Yeah, it, it just pays like getting this information pre-season you know before those 40 trades start counting down counting against you so critical and and uh, just, just another great reason why you tune in www.supercoachpros.com find us on iTunes we do the roundtable podcast each and every Tuesday we're going to have specials like this um, coming up from time to time in fact we've got one coming up next week it's going to be a fantastic one about overall and uh, that will also be played during our roundtable podcast next week. Andrew, thank you very much, and we will see you on the show next week. Thanks, mate. It's always a pleasure talking Supercoach. Sure is, mate. Sure is. That's all we have time for on the Supercoach Professionals one-on-one special. You can find us at Twitter or on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. On Facebook, just look up Supercoach Pros there. And of course, the website, www.supercoachpros.com. I am Pulley G. Until next time, bye for now.